know their number, touchdown record, and Madden rating. But what about the women that support them on Sunday in the stands and on Monday in the living room? We're talking about the women who support their men's dream of playing professionally and just how messy that can look. Relationships, careers, the honest truth of the NFL life. Let's take a look behind the helmet. on Behind the Helmet. This time I have Tiffany Compton joining me. Tiffany is married to Tom Compton and he is currently an O-lineman at the San Francisco 49ers. Tiffany is a full-time mom and is about to add another little one to the Compton household. And pre-baby, she was an ER nurse. So does she have a thing for a crazy lifestyle with lots of surprises and constant changes? I'd say yes. So Tiffany, welcome to Behind the Helmet. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So last year was both our first seasons with the 49ers and what a year for it to be our first year. Um, But Tom's been in the league for 10 years and you've been with him for nine. So how did y'all meet? Where did you meet? All the things. I was a Redskins when he was drafted. Um, He was drafted in 2012 and we met in 2013 and I'm from Richmond, Virginia, which is where the Washington football team currently holds their training camp. And, um, we actually met on social media. He messaged me on Twitter cause he liked one of my tweets about the team. And I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, all I can tell from his one little photo is that he's tall. <laughs> So I messaged him back and he followed me. Yeah. We started talking and for the longest time he told me he was an accountant. And he was like, I got to go train one day all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, you're going to run a marathon? And he's like, no, for football. And I was like, oh, you play rec league football. Cute. And he's like, no, like I play for the Washington football team. And I was like, <laughs> What? You, we've been we've been talking for three months oh and you gosh. haven't told me this. He's like, yeah, I had to feel you out. So um, he ended up wow. going to Richmond, Virginia that year for training camp, and we met up and we've been together ever since. Okay, well, I respect him for like you know kind of putting the feeler out there because unfortunately there are some women that would take that and run, but I yeah. can't believe he waited. It was a Three long months time. So here to I was like fill you I in to do my taxes on that little life, fact. But... <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> Psych. Nope. <laughs> Anna, not to mention you don't have anybody <laughs> yeah, to do your exactly. taxes, but your taxes just got ten times more difficult. <laughs> we were okay. Yeah. So, so were you I, an ER nurse when immediately y'all met? after I graduated, and I went straight from nursing school to the emergency room, and I did that. For seven years, I did that right after, and I only quit my job in the ER. It's actually ironic. I quit in February of 2020 because Tom and I were like, I was pregnant. I was seven months pregnant. Tom and I were like, let's take this time off and travel and see the world while we're just the two of us before we have a baby. And then the whole country down in March. So I know, but I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm pregnant and this is a great time to not be in the emergency room. right now." So I, 
<laughs> Literally, the, the world yeah, was like, no, sorry, it's not the time for you to see me. And that was like the start of our like traveling. And then, okay, no, that didn't happen. So, oh gosh, wow. Oh my gosh. So when you obviously you had started your career as a as a nurse um and I have several friends that are nurses and their schedule is crazy and as you know now after being in the league for 9 years the guy's schedule is nuts as well. So how did that yeah, work? So I was, mean were you like graveyard shift were you like with us um I mean in the NFL the guys typically have long days on Wednesdays and Thursdays and they're at the facility sometimes 12 13 14 hour days depending on if they do treatment and I worked night shift so I worked 7 p.m to 7 a.m for the majority of my career and it was oftentimes Tom and I would literally be driving I would be driving home and he'd be driving to work and we would pass each other and wave and then vice versa on the way back home. I would be waving to oh him as gosh. I went out to go back to work. He'd be waving to me coming home. <laughs> it, it was Wow. How did y'all make that work? I mean, because then even on the weekends, I mean. It was crazy. If um, you're not working. It was definitely wild. For I mean, bit, he's full time. You know, nursing is that you typically only working three days a week. And so you know, I, we would always have time together. True, still, yeah. and I told all of my bosses Sundays, I don't do Sundays. And I actually worked after doing two years of full-time nursing under my belt. I, I started doing per diem nursing, which means just as needed. And I was able to completely pick whatever day, whatever okay. shift I wanted. So that gave me a ton of flexibility and more pay. So Yeah. Wow. That is nice. I forget about that because it's like for those three days that three or four days you are working, like, I mean, you're there the entire time. And I, I'm sure too, if you could schedule like or figure it out to where your three days were on Wednesday and Thursday, like exactly. that would be prime. Cause exactly. I mean, he's going to be exhausted anyhow and you're going to be exhausted. So then it works. Okay. So whenever he made his first move from so Washington. Atlanta, Where did y'all right go to? So he did his, he played out his rookie contract in Washington. So all four okay. years there. And then he signed with the Falcons. And that was actually the year that the Falcons went to the Super Bowl and played the Patriots. And that was, um, that was a rough, Jeez. that was a rough go around um, to be there. I will never, ever, ever forget. It was the, that's was the first Super Bowl in history of ever to go into overtime. We were all the Patriots' wives and all of the Falcons' wow, I didn't wives know that. were at the tunnel to be let in, and they had a TV right outside, and it was tied, and each team had had the ball, and we didn't know they were going to open the doors and then just tell us which oh team to run on the field. We didn't know which team was going to be allowed on the field because we didn't know which team was going to. <gasps> security opening the door to the tunnel and saying Patriots oh win. my gosh it was the worst thing ever. oh it was we all cried we all just That's kind of like stood there so crying. crutching no. oh my gosh and for those of y'all who don't know 
the NFL overtime yeah. rules are ridiculous. Like they they need to change that. It's terrible. So I can't imagine sitting there at oh, the yeah. biggest game of these guys' lives. And, and you know, you I mean being blind. Told you had to go down there by a certain time if you wanted to go on the field. And obviously if your husband wins the Super Bowl, you're gonna want to be there to celebrate with so you go yeah. down and you sacrifice seeing the end of the game when it's like neck yeah. and neck in overtime. I mean, it was just like, it was crazy. But you know what? Mm-hmm. We still had a great time. And we went with a really cool city. Um, Atlanta is like hip hop's capital. So like I got to meet like Usher yeah. and Ludacris and Lil John and Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg. So like it was, it was crazy. It was a great weekend overall, nice. just, which we got for the game. Well, and what a year, too. I mean, going from Washington and you're kind of freaking out because that's the first time he's at a new team. He's at a new organization. You're trying to pick up life, you know, like where you kind of left off. Right. I mean, did you try to work in Atlanta or did you – is that when you just kind of did like the per diem? No, I was definitely working in Atlanta. And I told – I had had scheduled myself for the week that we were going to be in Houston for the Super Bowl. And I told my boss, I was like, hey, my husband's going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be at work next week. <laughs> like, this is valid. I understand. Yeah. So we'll find someone yeah. to cover your shifts. I was going to say, like, if they said, nope, sorry, you're going to be there. It's like, well, I'm done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I cannot miss that. Right. Okay. So this was y'all's first big move together mm-hmm. you're away from home because you're from richmond where is tom from he is from the twin cities minnesota okay okay and y'all had a stint there as well we did right? yeah that was okay. we went atlanta chicago minnesota so that was two teams after atlanta okay and how long were y'all in minnesota for one year so after tom's initial four years in washington he did one year contracts Okay. And this is his second year with the 49ers. So it's been one-year contracts with um, Atlanta, Chicago, Minnesota, the New York Jets. And then he did a one-year with the 49ers and then just signed another wow. one-year this year. So he's with the second year with the Niners. Golly. I remember last year when we, like, briefly met um, at L's at the beginning of the season. Like, the one time, you know, everybody actually got right. to see each other. Um you were just talking about how different every organization is for the women. And I had never really thought about that, I guess. You know, I, I figured with guys, like, obviously coaching styles are different in the looks and everything. But touch on, I guess, just the difference in the organizations. And, like, if if you want to be brutally honest of, you know, <laughs> what you felt, you can. But if not, just, I guess, how you navigated that. So it's really hard. So, um Oh man, there, I'll just say this. There are some organizations in the league that put a lot of focus on family. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important because yeah. yes, your husband is an individual and he's the player that plays for the organization. But if you have a happy home environment, it reflects mm-hmm. on his attitude where he's living and everyone's happy. So that's big. Yeah. I have thrived in places that have put family first. Mm. Um, there have been a few organizations that have just gone above and beyond anything you would ever imagine. Yeah. Um, and then there are some that literally don't have a woman's organization whatsoever that don't offer childcare on game days. Wow. That have no family room to meet the husband after the game. You literally have to meet them in the car. 
Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's very different how each organization is. But I have found, and this is just me personally, mm-hmm. the teams that have played the best that we have gone the furthest with have been yeah. the teams that have focused on the family. Wow. I mean, makes sense. Like during the season, the guys are in two places, the facility and at home. Like they're not going anywhere else. Right. So if they're not getting supported, you know, in both areas – and vice versa. I mean, obviously morale is going to be low. For sure. And the support level, like you you, mar- you married your person for a reason. Like you need their support. And I think, I mean, at least for Charlie, you know, he has said when he gets to see me or like after games or I get to do things with other women, like he feels so much more, I guess, like stable because he knows that like I'm being taken care of. So he can just do his job. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, right. it's huge to have the support because very frequently all of us are up, uprooted from everything we've ever known, everything we've ever loved. And we're thrown into yeah. these brand new cities with these brand new organizations and trying to navigate a world in any situation as an adult and making new yeah. adult friends is so difficult. I it's like, so scary. It's so scary. It's so hard. So I feel like the organizations that focus on family and give us opportunities to meet each other and have those bonds to where it's not just a bond within the guys, but a bond within our families. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, priceless, honestly. Really I know Charlie was having a conversation with a guy the other day and he said, he said this about his wife and his wife's experiences that it's basically like you're the new kid on campus every time you're on a new team. And for the first, you know, couple times that you're meeting other people because you're feeling out the personalities, you're feeling out everybody's experiences and who are you going to mesh with, who you might naturally kind of butt heads with and all the things, you know? And I was like, that's such a good point because it takes a while to get comfortable with each other and I mean, to really build a friendship for sure. Um, And that was my next question for you was how did you, I guess, not just go through all these different organizations and get comfortable, but how did you make like real good friends? Cause I mean, obviously you, you made some good ones along the way. How did you do that? So I feel like I have the personality for it. Like, I feel like I have the personality to go out and just put myself out there. I think that um, I learned very quickly when we started moving teams that you have to be willing to open up way quicker than you would in any other social situations because you don't know how long you're going to be with an organization. The season is short and many people go back to wherever their home base is right after this. Mm-hmm. So you have a limited amount of time to truly get to know people. And the best way to do that is just to fully be yourself, be open, um, seize every social opportunity that you have, even if you don't want to go, if you're like, I'd rather stay home and watch mm-hmm. Netflix, get up, go out, do the event, meet the people, uh, because that helps create those bonds. And I tell Tom all the time, you know, I always make friends with every team he's on, but there are a few teams that I have lifers. That's what Mm. I call them lifers. So like I have girls on every team that I will be friends with for the rest of my life. And those, those friendships are invaluable. They are just incredible. Um, But it's hard. It's, it's, it's always hard. You just, 
And it's harder the more years that your husband plays mm-hmm. because you're like, you're exhausted. Damn, I gotta do this again. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, here we go. Well, it's a lot of vulnerability. Like you said, like you have to be willing to open up quick. And by doing that, you're opening up parts of yourself that you didn't think that you would need to open up with. Or, you know, if if you're more vulnerable, hopefully that means other people will be more vulnerable with you and that friendship can go ahead and get started. But like you said, you never know how long you're going to be with a team. So you don't want to wait until halfway through the season and then it, it never develops. Right. And I'll say most women appreciate the the openness from the beginning because it's very transparent and it makes it easier mm-hmm. to bond. But there are definitely some women who do not like that. Yeah. And they make it very well known very immediately. And then you just know to stay away from them. It's fine. Interesting. It, it is, I mean, fun learning everybody's personalities and navigating all of that. Obviously, this is our only experience in last year, like, did not count at all <laughs> towards <laughs> all of that. Um, but it's it's really interesting between – because you have so many different situations, right? You have the guys that are on big contracts. They're stable. They're set. Then you've got the guys that are, like – yeah, they're playing, like they're starting, but you never really know. And then you got guys that are kind of on the brink, like they got to perform just like everybody every single week. Then you got practice squad guys and, you know, they're constantly in this state of, am I here this week? Should I go? Like, what should I do? And that's a lot to navigate because everyone's battling some kind of uncertainty in a different way. For sure. And it's hard because in this world, a lot of these women have very big personalities mm-hmm. and you just got to, you just find out really quickly which ones you mesh with and which ones you don't. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's crazy because I, what you're saying with the different levels of players, like, yes, they're all players. Yes. They're all a part of the organization. Um, but you do notice like differences in that, but you know, this organization in particular, everyone here has been amazing, whether they are like the highest paid player at their position or whether they're on practice squad, everyone respects each other. And I think it's so important to have that mutual respect and understand that at any point, any of us could have, or could be in those positions. Yeah. And it just makes life easier. I mean, this game changes so fast and why would we limit ourselves to a friendship if they're not on the same level or certainty or whatever. I mean, like you said, any you could be starter one week and be on P squad the next or get cut. You know, like you just you never you never know. Yeah. And I think too, like if just like any, I guess, person, if you treat everyone the same, like you've earned my respect. You know, like if if you kind of pick and choose who to respect and who to value, like well, you're showing me a part of yourself that I don't value in a friendship, you know? Absolutely. So I guess figuring figuring that out too. Um, speaking of uncertainty is I, I feel like there's a lot of nurses that are NFL wives um, or NFL wives that are nurses. Do you feel like that is like a career or a field that – meshes well with the lifestyle oh, for, sure. Because, for sure okay yeah it gives you 
it gives you so much flexibility. Like what other profession can we work at a hospital six, seven months out of the year, pick our own schedule, pick our own hours, get paid great. And then literally pick up and move and do it again in another state. Yeah. Like that's true. I mean, I, cause I, for some reason, my mind was saying that's gotta be so hard, but then it's also like there's hospitals everywhere and I feel like nurses are always needed, especially now, you know. But, well, do you think after babies are grown, everything, would you want to go back to nursing? Absolutely not. Never. <laughs> really. um, yeah, and that's a pretty strong opinion of mine that will unwaver. Because yeah. if anything, and I feel for all my nurses out there, yeah. that are working through this pandemic, but I'll tell you 2020 surely shined a light on a lot of problems that we have in our healthcare system and the yeah. way nurses were treated. Uh, it's just so unfortunate and so unfair. And I've seen it through all my friends cause I still have so many friends in, mm-hmm. in the healthcare and, Oh man, I feel horrible for the conditions they've had to work through in this last yeah. year and a half. And I just don't want any parts of that anymore. I was already at the point before the pandemic where I was kind of getting burnt out because there's only, only so many times you can be hit or cussed out or made to feel horrible during a 12-hour shift before you're like, yeah. you start to lose a bit of your humanity. So um, I was kind of getting to that point, but I stayed because the ER, the ER can be super gratifying and rewarding when you have a really good shift, but it can also... <laughs> be pretty horrible when it's that high highs and low lows very much so but yeah so and then the pandemic hit and I was like I can't imagine having to reuse my mask out of a brown paper bag for two weeks straight like so it's just things like that and I'm like no so I actually want to pursue a a career in interior design okay Ooh, fun have you already started like I mean you've been busy growing a human inside of you but have you started like classes or what are, what are you going to do yeah. to get there? So I just want, really what I need to educate myself on is like the programs and softwares that interior designers use to like show mm-hmm. you um, 3D furniture like in your space or decorations so that you can like visually see what we have in our heads. So yeah. I need to work on like teaching myself how to use those programs and then teaching myself the, the, the basics of each of these design principles. So I haven't started classes yet because, you know, life is pretty chaotic. I am nine months <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so literally any day now waiting for my baby to make his appearance. But um, at once he is born and my husband is like looking at retirement yeah. and I will pursue my path and hopefully build my brand from there. That'll be so fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Does it Tom – would he kind of like join you in that space? Like, would you want to be like flipping or would you want to be like hired out by clients? I would want to be hired out by clients. Okay. For okay. sure. Yeah. We don't want Tom doing anything like that. It would be sad. <laughs> maybe when he's retired, he'll pick up that accounting degree or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure. Maybe that, maybe then he can do our taxes like he promised me when we were dating. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like I might know the answer to this. But what was the hardest move on you? <sighs> it was rough. And I feel like it it was your move as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the move from New Jersey to California. So we were living um, 
in New Jersey. Tom was with the New York Jets. He got a phone call the second week of March, so right when free agency started, that he was signing with the 49ers. I was seven months pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Um, And our lease was up the last week in March on our townhouse that we were living in. And so we had two weeks to pack up our entire townhouse and move literally across country in the middle of a global pandemic. I remember me Googling. And that was like the height of it, too. Oh, yeah. It's right when it started. Yeah. I remember me Googling, um, is Home Depot considered an essential store? Because I needed boxes. And, like, I didn't even know if I could go to Home Depot. Yeah. And so um, that was wild. Yeah. When he got the phone call, he was so excited because he loves this organization. He loves Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Um, he was so excited to be a part of this team and he, I'll never forget, he came in the room that we had set up for the nursery for our baby and was like, I just got the call. We're going to the 49ers. And I just scream cried, sobbed. Oh, I was like, I'm not going to know anybody in the country just shut down and I'm seven months pregnant. And yeah. this is across country and I'm from Virginia and all my family's in Virginia. So they were just a six hour drive away. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was brutal. It was really, really brutal. But somehow we packed up our entire house in eight days, hired a moving company, came out here. And then I had my baby not even two months later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine certain thoughts that are going through your head. I can't imagine the ones of being a future mom because obviously I haven't had the opportunity yet. But just the thought of you know, when, when we were looking at the draft and Charlie and all that, and if he didn't get drafted, we kind of had to pick like, okay, where would we want to go? Right. Well, the 49ers was the best fit. And like football wise, he knew it was a good organization. He, you know, he knew all of those things, but in my mind, I'm going, that's, that's across the country. Like, you know, and I'm sure just like you were saying, you're happy for Tom because he knows he's going to a good organization with good coaches that he knows and he kind of knows what he's getting into, but you're over here like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to have it. I'm about to have your child right. in a pandemic across the country. Right. And, and it was hard for me because I had made some friends with the jets and mm-hmm. I had like an, a little support system there already. And I'd actually even made friends with like couples in our neighborhood and, and, one of our neighbor literally right next door had just had a baby. So she was like, oh. like, I'll come over with you every day. And like, we'll sit and let our like brand new babies play together. And so like, oh. I had like a little community there. And then yeah. I was like, and then the country shut down and everyone was even scared to speak to anybody else. And I was yeah. like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to make friends before I have a baby. And then how am I going to make friends after I have a baby? And then we had no idea at that point too, that we weren't even going to get to go to a game that we weren't going to get to have any yeah. social events. So it was a <laughs> recipe for disaster. Just truly. It really was. talk about high, high stress. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I mean, the strength that you had to do that, I'm sure you're looking back on it and going, I don't know how I did it. Like it's one of those situations where you're like, I don't know how I did it, but I definitely did it. Um, yeah, I we actually just had this conversation um, two days ago because from March of 2020 to March of 2021, we moved across country, seven months pregnant, had a baby, 
got settled, got in a routine, and then got told by the 49ers on Thanksgiving that the team was getting transferred to Arizona. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do? So, oh, yeah, we bought a house in the middle of this, too, in Virginia that we're building. Wow. And he's like, well, I I think you just should go out to Virginia for the rest of the season, be with your family, and that way you can Mm -hmm. keep an eye on our build. So I was like, cool, yeah, totally. I'll just totally do that by myself with a four-month-old and my dog and an eight-hour travel day across country, sure. And, you know, I've never flown with a baby, so I did that by myself. And then I get out to Virginia and COVID delays have our house being delayed, getting closed on. So I ended up living with my parents for two more months than we'd originally imagined with a baby and finally move in. We get everything settled. Life is starting to feel like normal again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting out of this like crazy depression that I've been in this last year because I'm having my community and I'm feeling like myself and we're about to have a fun off season because like things are opening again. Life is getting back to normal. And then I had a positive pregnancy test. (laughs) That's my life. Another one. Another one. Oh my gosh, Tiffany. I just like, I feel like at some point, you're just going to like sit, which you probably have already done this a couple times, where you've ever been like, I'm done, like I'm broken, like I just need to like take the deepest breath ever. Mm-hmm. And you might just crash a little bit and it's going to be like, I'm crashing right now and everybody just needs to catch me because it's coming. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Wow. I I didn't real well, I guess like you're nine months pregnant, of course, like, baby, that would have happened that fast. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know that you went back to Virginia during the Arizona move. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to put my baby through more moves and we were building the house. And so, and really we were supposed to close on the house at the end of November, but ended up not closing until the end of January. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a nightmare. And then while I am so blessed and so thankful that I'm about to have my son, yeah. It was very much a surprise to us. We, we want our kids close in age, just not this close in age. You got it. You got it, babe. But, you got yeah, it. Yeah, so my daughter's 16 months and will be when he's born. So, Was Tom able to be there for the birth of Tate or was that during camp? He was. So it was actually June. It was the second week of June um, that – he was there. He Yeah, it was, like, supposed to be their, like, month off before training camp starts, but they ended up having all of that at home because they were doing everything virtual last season. That's right. That's right. So um, he was there for the birth, and he was there two weeks. He got two weeks off, the first two weeks completely off with her at home, which was a blessing before he had oh, sure. training camp. And then my mom actually came out for, like, two weeks of training camp so that I wouldn't be there yeah. by myself. I mean, my gosh, like it takes a village. Absolutely. For sure it does. Wow. Kelly, I just (laughs) – just thinking like I had to move myself out here and that seemed like a lot and having to move myself to Arizona and that seemed like a lot. I can't imagine having a newborn child. Yeah. Like – and and a dog because that's not easy anymore either so it was it was rough and then it was rough moving back out here again too 
we weren't we weren't 100% certain that Tom was going to make the team. I mean, I don't feel like yeah. anybody can be 100% certain. You really shouldn't be in this in this world. No. Um, so I stayed at our house all through training camp. And I had a flight, so final roster cuts were on August 31st, and I had my flight out here was September 1st because I was 30, 31 or 32 weeks pregnant, and my doctor didn't want me to fly after 32 weeks because I'd had an early labor with my first. Wow. So I had to get out here quick if that's what the situation was going to be. And so I literally, he called me at 4 o'clock East Coast time and was like, I made the roster. And I was like, okay. And then I packed up the whole house for myself, <laughs> my daughter, and the newborn. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gosh. Now, did the team help you find, like, an OBGYN and all of that? I mean, or did you have to do that? They have recommendations um, that they'll okay. give you if you ask for them. But actually, it's funny. Our realtor that got us our rental house last year when we met up with her, she actually saw that I was pregnant and she recommended this midwife group to me and they've been phenomenal. And so that's who I'm going back to, but just didn't know I'd go come back so soon when I made my first appointment. They were like, you again? And I was like, no, customer. same way guys. Oh my goodness. I, I'm sure that would be tough too. Even there's so many appointments that you have to go to. I didn't realize that either. Um, like, did you, I guess, have an OBGYN in Virginia and during the off season and then switch it? Yes, that's exactly what we did. And I would tell, I would tell my OBGYN in Virginia um, the whole time. I was like, I don't know. You may or may not deliver my baby. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure. I was like, we're just waiting to see. And every appointment he goes, have you heard anything yet? I'm like, no, I won't know anything until final roster cuts. And I had an appointment the day of final roster cuts. Because he wanted to make sure I was okay to fly if I had yeah. fly to California. Um, and so I was like, bon voyage. Like, this is it. This is my last appointment with you. And he was like, good luck with everything. You know, send us pictures of the baby. So he was my doctor for the first seven months. And then I came out here. Wow. Are you like a high stress person or did you kind of take it pretty much like, okay, like I got this, like I'm good. So I for sure am a high stress person. Like I'm a type A person, like I'm a planner, like everything has yeah. to be planned. But I will tell you after being in the NFL for nine years with my husband, you cannot be that way. Like there's yeah. just a lot of things that you have zero control over. Um, and you just kind of learn to go with the flow, even though that's probably like the hardest thing in the world for me, Yeah. but you won't make it otherwise. Yeah. Well, and I can imagine too, like you know, you figured out how to go with the flow, like for yourself and for your job. But then when you bring kids into that situation, like, obviously, I think once you become a mom, there's a certain level of like stress that you're just going to live with for the rest of your life, because like your babies are in this world now, you know, and you're having to figure out how to go with the flow with them now. And I'm sure you've already thought about this. Like, yes, you can have one little one in the airport, but I mean, now you're going to have two, like the amount of, like you're going to have to have help, yeah. you know? And you figured out, and you know what, that's, that's why moms, all moms everywhere, we're superheroes because you, <laughs> you figure it out really, really quickly. Like you just, you have, you have no other choice, Yeah, you know, and it forces you into these roles where it's uncomfortable and it's challenging, but 
the the greatest rewards in life come from stepping outside of those comfort zones. Absolutely. And to anyone listening, if you are a new mom or you're about to be, highly recommend giving Tiffany a follow on Instagram because I'm I just need to save everything you say now for when I have babies because I'm like, wow, I never knew this. I never knew that. Yeah. Like all the things. Yeah. Oh my I'm God. very transparent about all my struggles coming into motherhood. Um, some of my ER experience with taking care of babies and things like that. Um, but I just, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, being a mom is perfect. It's great. No, it's not always great. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. oh, this child is all me. And I know that I created <laughs> this and this is why this child is like that. But it's not easy. It's not easy yeah. like at all. And I feel like the more that we're open and we have these conversations about it, the more we can support each other. Absolutely. Yeah. I fully agree. Not that I'm a mom yet, but I'm learning. I swear everyone, I know like 10, 15 people that are pregnant this year. It's the year of pregnancy. I don't know what COVID did to everybody. Love it. It is the year. You got to look out. Yep. (laughs) Um, So amongst NFL life, being a nurse, having kids, how do you and Tom like, relationship wise, what is your quality time thing? Like, I guess love languages, like, do you do a date night a week? Do you like, how do you kind of keep grounded with each other? So my biggest advice, especially when you start having kids is put time and energy into your spouse. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so important. Obviously, like, you know, everyone's like, my kids come first, my kids come first. It's like, this is going to make me sound selfish, but this is how I feel. It's like, no, I'm, I'm still me. And I have to take care of me first. Like if, if I'm not my best self, then I can't be the mother that my children need. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're pouring your glasses equally. They, they have to, it has to be that way. It has to be, I'm giving energy and time to my spouse. I'm taking time for myself. And I'm also having these wonderful moments with my children. Um, so it's like with Tom and I, we absolutely have no problem hiring a babysitter to come over and we do take a date night once a week still. That's awesome. Um, so we go out and just without the kids have adult conversation and, you know, in the evenings, every night after we put our baby down, that's our time to spend with yeah. each other. And we put our phones away and we watch a movie, we cook dinner together, whatever we want to do, the two of us. Because at the end of the day, your kids are going to grow up, mm-hmm. they're going to leave the house, and you're just going to be left with your spouse. And if you don't put enough time or energy into that relationship, then you're going to feel lost because all, everything you put your time and energy into doesn't live with you anymore. And then yeah. that relationship won't make it. So we both said before we had kids, we would still prioritize each other. I think that's a huge that y'all had that conversation beforehand because I feel like if you wait I mean that baby's coming and they're relying on you to keep them alive and if you haven't like kind of preloaded that thought of no 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 it's still me and you babe like you're gonna get all wound up in keeping a human alive and keeping yourself you know going for sure um and I just I respect I respect so many people that value their marriage enough to do that because not only is it good for the you two it's 
incredible for your kids to grow up and see that and know that that is not only like what they should look for in in a future spouse, but that it's possible and that it's so necessary to have a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Mm, I I love that. (laughs) I think, yeah, because it's just so hard. Like, I mean, even we don't have kids yet, but you know, football, it's one of those things that sometimes you have to take it home with you. And if you don't have like a little cutoff point or clear communication, it can get, you can just kind of lose each other real quickly. So absolutely, um, I love that. Um, final question. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people struggle with this. Um, how did you both decide where to off season and has that kind of changed I guess through the years yes so oh my gosh this is still we haven't decided in case this is definitely still a question that we probably talk about once a week um when you and your spouse are from two different areas it's really difficult to like come to a decision um so up until this past year every single year that he's played with a new team we have moved every single piece of our belongings. Wow. So we've moved all of our couches, all of our beds, all of our dressers every single year. And we've lived in a, in a house for one year and then we packed up and then we lived in another house for a year and then we packed up and we did that. And then after I had my daughter, I was like, all right, homie, like I'm not doing this anymore. Like yeah. I'm not, I, I can't be packing up houses with kids and like just uprooting my life. And you know, as they get older in the league, like him being 10 years deep now, mm. it gets a lot less stable. And I, yeah. and I need somewhere with stability that I can take our children to that I already have a community set up. So because of that, we decided to buy a house in Virginia because that's where I'm from and where my family, like all of my family still lives in Virginia. I'm like 25, 30 minutes away from all my family. That's awesome. Um, so we decided to buy out there for right now. And so our plan is to live there in the off season while he's still playing football. And then when he is done playing, we're going to take a year off, be together as a family. And then he is going to really evaluate what his next step is in his career and his life and what he wants to do. Um, He's actually super into music. He plays the drums, guitar, piano. Oh, fun fact. I did not know that. That's cool. He loves it. He actually goes to Nashville with Kirk Cousins to record songs in studio with him with these producers every that's so cool yeah um it's it's super fun so we're potentially looking at moving out to Nashville once he retires okay um, just buying a nice piece of land on the outskirts of Nashville maybe building a house out there but again this is something that we talk about constantly back and forth like where do we want to be and it's just it's just another thing that I have to go with the flow with. Yeah. So just another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and off season's weird too, because you don't really know when it's going to start playoffs wise. You know, you could be done in what Super Bowl's like February, like early February. Right. So you could be done in February. You could be done in early January. And that changes their training plans. And if you really look at their off season, it's especially if they go pretty good distance in the playoffs. I mean, they have two, two and a half months of like good working out and then they're back out here again. Right. So 
and we kind of learned this in the off season too, was like, you know, we're really only in that place for two and a half months. Or if we want to be there full time, we both need to be, I guess, getting a refresher mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, like we both need that. And you have to find a place where both of you can receive that or else then it's it, the off season is going to turn into in season real quick. Exactly. Yeah. So when we built our house, we built our house with a full gym in it for this reason. Nice. So our house in Virginia has a complete gym in the basement because I was like, if we're going to be here, you're going to train here in your off yeah. season. So we, we will actually go back right as soon as the season's over, whether that's January, but we're hoping not till February. Right. <laughs> um, but we'll go out there whenever season's over. And then I will not go back out there until after training camp. Yeah. And he'll go out there right before training camp. Which, and I feel like it's so important for you too, that you are back in Virginia because when he's back out here for spring ball, you have your family, you know, exactly. like you have, like you said, your community and you're getting the help that you need and the support that you need to be just as refreshed for season as well. For sure. Yeah. That's so important. That stability is important, but I mean, you'll figure it out. You're, you guys will see what makes sense for you. What yeah. makes sense. And like I said, it took us years of packing up our entire house and moving every year. We just lived wherever he played for a full year and never went anywhere else. And yeah. um, 10 out of 10 don't recommend doing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. Oh, even last year when we fully, like we, rented a fully or a fully empty apartment and obviously 2020 was a year of complete uncertainty and you know we had to pick up and move to Arizona for a little bit this season we're like nope fully furnished month to month like we're just gonna keep it as simple as simple can get exactly yeah that's what we're doing out here too and it's it hurts the bank account but it's worth it it's worth it that's the worst part about California. It hurts the bank account and you're away from family. That's those are the two. Two big ones. Two big ones. Two, two big ones for sure. Well, um, I don't have any other questions. Do you feel like touching on anything? Um, I'll just say to anyone listening that's brand new to the NFL that is curious maybe as to what NFL life is really like for women. It's nothing like what you see on TV shows. Mm -hmm. I just always tell people that when they ask me, because those are the two common questions I get. What's it like being an ER nurse and what's it like being an NFL wife? They're both nothing like what you think it is. Um, No Grey's Anatomy? What? Well, I mean, sometimes (laughs) things get real saucy and steamy. Yeah. Definitely some things like that that happen. That's a different podcast at a different time. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah you know everyone thinks that that the NFL life is super glamorous and it's so easy for us and that you know we don't have any problems or stressors or things to worry about and I can't tell you that it's further yeah it couldn't be further from the truth like we have so many things that stress us out it's not nearly as glamorous as it seems and it's extremely stressful Uh, I wouldn't treat it for anything though because watching your husband play and live out his dreams is such a blessing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it with that. That's perfect. I think, cause it is so true. And one of the main reasons I wanted to do this podcast because, um, sadly it, it's very, 
I don't know, there's a lot of misinformation about it. And obviously, like, very blessed with the opportunities that it brings. Um, but with that comes a lot of other um, issues and complications and just sacrifices. I mean, Absolutely. it's as simple as that. But Tiffany, I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm happy I could grab you before baby boy comes in the world. Um, and hopefully I'll get to see you before. I mean, cause then you might be kind of, yep. Away. Yep. We will, we'll plan something and then you can come see me and meet the baby yeah. after he's born. Oh, little one. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks for having awesome. me. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, that was Tiffany Compton with Behind the Helmet. And like I mentioned earlier, if you need any any mama news, go follow her on the gram. She's also hilarious. So just going to say that. All right, guys, that's all. Bye. Bye.